afternoon, my people. It's been a month since you guys have heard from me, so tell me how much you missed me. Come on, let's be real. Welcome back to What Equal American. We're your hosts. I'm Yovani. I'm Nancy. Now, business, please check us out on Instagram at What Equal American, at What Equal American underscore podcast, Facebook at What Equal American, and via email to my lovely sister at Nancy Lynn Pinto at gmail.com. So if you haven't rated us, go do it. Go do it now. We'll wait. <laughs> it's about as long as it takes, so go rate us. I want to thank my brother-in-law for filling in last week because he's like my replacement when I'm not around. <laughs> he's like the unofficial third member of this little uh, group here. So thank you, Christopher. It's greatly appreciated. You guys are great. Fun episode today. I'm actually looking forward to this really big time because we're doing an episode on... Well, I can't even say it's really cryptids because... There's a cryptid, and then there's like a folklore, like Guka. Or, urban legend. Like, urban Guka. legend. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to bring to you some some stories of, you know, a couple stories of, of lore, as it were. I'm going to start us off with, this is fun. Let me take you back. Let's get, let's get in the time machine. Let's go back to the 90s. The 90s were great. We had 90210. We had Nirvana. And in Puerto Rico, we had the Chupacabra. (laughs) Our most famous cryptid. Now, literally translated, the word Chupacabra means goat sucker. For Chupa, which means sock, and Cabra's goat. There you go. Etymology. Woo! Now, from the farms of Puerto Rico to the fabled South Park, Colorado, yes, like the cartoon, Chupacabra has become, like, quite the legend in, like, real life and TV, Hollywood, you know, whatever. Now, the legend of the Chupacabra, who in my notes, I was just calling him CC, <laughs> easier to type. So, CC, um, the town of Moca, this begins in the town of Moca, in the year 1975, where several farm animals were found dead and drained of blood. Initially, this was thought to be the work of El Vampiro de Moca. The vampire of Moca, if you didn't get that. But was later attributed to a satanic cult. So I thought there was a cult going on, like slaughtering animals and draining them of blood. Livestock killings continued to spread throughout the island, with animals being completely or almost completely drained of blood through three small circular incisions. So that's interesting. Fast forward to 1995, where eight goats were reportedly found dead with, you guessed it, three puncture wounds, small circular incisions, I can't say that word, incisions, to their chest, and they were drained of blood. A few months later, alleged eyewitness Madeline Tolentino claimed she saw the Chupacabra in a town in the town of Canovanas. Canovanas, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, my bad where about 150 animals were found dead. That's a lot. However, we should take her claims with a grain of salt because apparently she had recently seen the movie Species, which I've never seen. But her description of the Chupacabra is a, like very strikingly similar to the creature in that movie. <laughs> so it's like the power of suggestion. She, she watched the movie, weird shit happened. So it's like your mind plays tricks on you. We'll put up pictures of, like, her description and the animal, the, the creature from the movie, just so you see. Um, so this is actually a good time to describe what he might have looked like. Now, apparently, the chupacabra 
was kind of reptilian in nature. He kind of reminded me of a sleeve stack, honestly, from one of the pictures I saw. What are you kids doing in here? I told you to wait for me. <laughs> wow, that's going what a back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now he had like glowing red eyes. He had like scales, these scaly things down like his head and back. And he kind of had like an alien head. Stood up, kind of like a, resembling a kangaroo, maybe a weird stance, like a kangaroo. And it was about three to four feet tall. Um, I think somebody was high as fuck when they saw this, but that's just me. I mean, that's just a lot of shit going on. Oh, also around this time, after all the uh, sightings in the 90s came out, where um, they got its name. The name Chupacabra came about from a comedian named Silverio Perez. Silverio Perez, if you want to be Spanish about it. He named it. It was nameless. It was just, you know, whatever. So he named it Chupacabra. So cool. Thank you, sir. Okay. So now not long after all this going on in Puerto Rico... Other attacks were happening and other sightings were being reported in other Latin American countries, like in Mexico, down in Chile, the Dominican Republic, kind of all over the place. But he's also been seen as far north as Maine. So our boy was like trans, technically transcontinental, right? North and South <laughs> yeah. America. Yes, North and South yeah. America. Ah, geography for the win. So necropsies were performed on some of the animals and it was not confirmed that they were bled dry. Everybody thought they were blood dry. They, they weren't. There was still blood left over. So vampires were ruled out. This is, not, this is not a vampire. Everybody put away your garlic. We're good. The sad truth behind this whole thing, I'm about to just shatter the glass for you guys. It was more than likely any one of any species of canid. So coyotes, foxes, wolves, etc. that had mange. So they were like hairless and looked kind of sickly. And also they came with like a really bad smell. I think it was like a, it was described as like a sulfuric, sulfuric smell. There's actually a photo taken in Texas that they swore was a chupacabra. But like, if you look at it, it looks like a hairless dog. Like it could be a Mexican hairless dog. That's a, that's a breed. So I mean, we'll post pics of that too for you guys to look at. Cause it was like, it was, you know, that would also explain the manner of death of this, of all the livestock. Okay. So since these animals, the canids were sick, they didn't have energy to stalk their prey. Normally, they'd stalk and pounce. So what would they do? They'd go after livestock that was just kind of hanging out, you know, just grazing, and then just sneak up and attack and then drink their blood for sustenance. Like, they were literally just looking for a meal. That's actually really depressing when you think about it. So that's the truth of it. Now, Chupacabra has actually, like I said, not only in our lore, but he's made it to Hollywood. You've heard references in TV and movies. South Park had an episode... Huh. Again, this is TV, this is South Park, and this is just a podcast, so don't get offended. An episode called Jupacabra, where Cartman, the little chubby round one, you know, he claims to have seen a Jewish Chupacabra that kills Jewish children on Easter. So, oh my God. <laughs> so there's that. There's also a movie that just came out in April on Netflix called Chupa. Which, guys, can we, like, really do marketing research before we just name something suck? Um, <laughs> it honestly looks stupid. I watched the trailer. Like, the creature that they that they have as a chupacabra is honestly cute. Like, I want a little plush chupacabra. But it, it, it was fuzzy. It had wings. It looked almost like a Jersey Devil hybrid with, like, fur. So it's like, no, this is not. Learn your lore, people. This is not correct. So it looks lame. Sorry, Netflix. And um, there's, like, a ton of movies. Like, I did, like, a Google search. They all look cheesy as fucking hell. My favorite one, a movie from 2003, it's called 
Rise of the Chupacabras. And here's the synopsis. A group of local townsfolk are led by a treasure hunter into a nearby mine in search of gold, but encounter a vampiric chupacabra monster and the townsfolk that the beast has turned into murderous slaves. Jeez. <laughs> That's really like a departure from the story, but I mean... How did, how did we get there? <laughs> that, like, that escalated quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Sick dog, vampire monster. Oh my god. So there you have it. There is no Chupacabra. It is just a sick dog. And now I'm sad. <laughs> yeah, now I'm sad too. You know, it's just feeding the fascination with, you know, with vampires, with the supernatural, with evil. I remember going to Puerto Rico that Christmas, actually, right after the Chupacabra shit started happening. We went to Puerto Rico that December. And I remember, like, are we going to see one? Is it real? Like, are we in danger in my head? You know, my 15-year-old brain is like, oh, my God, we're going to an island where there's an animal on the loose killing goats. <laughs> but it's like it wasn't a chupa human, so I shouldn't have been afraid. But And does, don't they discover new species of animals once in a while? So I guess yeah. it is possible that there exists some sort of hybrid animal, like, who knows, product of some environmental disaster or some weird breeding survival. It's also true. The evolution here is something to be looked at, but yeah, no more than likely it was just a sick, just a sick, like a sick dog, a sick coyote. Yeah. That's fucking sad guys. So now, you know, there is no Chupacabra. So anything you think you're seeing, you're not put down your bong and focus. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) That's interesting. You said that it was first 1975. I didn't realize that. And then they thought it was a satanic cult because mm-hmm. the 1980s started that whole satanic, satanic panic. panic. Yep. Satanic cults take over the country as signs of devil worship, animal sacrifice, and heavy metal music are witnessed from sea to shining sea. So it makes Ooh, total sense. I wonder if there's a connection between the Chubacabra and Satanic Panic. Sounds like, oh yeah, like found it. Crazy. <laughs> so there you have it. Well, thank you for cracking that Chupacabra code, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> what do you have for us today? I have La Llorona. Mm. Meaning... Yeah, The Weeping Woman, of which there have been movies made, but I haven't seen any. I've just heard the legend. We saw the movie, I think, a year or two ago, the one that came out most recently. It was pretty good. I mean, most horror movies these days kind of suck, but, like, they have that jump factor. So, for me, it's fun regardless. Oh, I like that. Okay. So, the story of La Llorona is known not just in Puerto Rico, but in most Spanish-speaking countries, right? If you have any Spanish friends, they all have heard a version of it. The main thing they have in common is tragedy, loss, and eternal sorrow. I found two versions. There's going to be a lot of versions, but for this podcast, we're going to concentrate on the ones told in Puerto Rico. So let's set the scene for the first version. We take you to the town of Goamo, which is on the south side of the island. Goamo is a Taino word meaning flat and wide place. There's also a river nearby, creatively called the Goamo River. (laughs) Once upon a time, there was a girl named Maria. uh, That is the most common Spanish name, by the way. So no points for creativity. 
<laughs> she was the most beautiful girl in all the land. She had long black hair and big, beautiful eyes. She was light-skinned, but don't shoot the messenger, okay? I didn't make this shit up, right? She was proposed to all the fucking time. And what a burden that must have been. <laughs> but she would always say, I don't want no scrubs. I don't want no scrubs. She turned everybody down until one day, Dexter came riding in on his white horse. Sorry, I don't know what color the horse was. I picture it. <laughs> Dexter was gorgeous, too. Was his name Dexter? Is that you naming him Dexter? I'm naming him Dexter. <laughs> okay, thank you. Just for clarification, because I'm like, ain't no Puerto, R- Puerto Rican named Dexter. I know. <laughs> this is a little, a little um, homage to an Eddie Murphy yeah. thing. I about know exactly Dexter. what you're talking about. Next thing you know, Dexter is fucking your woman. Well. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Dexter, on top of being good looking, I suppose that having transportation in that day and age, you know, a horse probably made him even more attractive. She fell in love. He fell in love. They hooked up. They got married. And they had, depending on the version, two or three sons. One day, when Maria was at the elderly age of 25, Dexter met another woman he found more beautiful than his wife. He went home and he told Maria in a most cruel manner that she was no longer beautiful and that he was going to stay with the home-wrecking hoe. <gasps> Gasp. Well, Maria was devastated. But instead of going all Lorena Bobbitt on him, or instead of going all Angela Bassett and waiting to exhale, get your shit, get your shit, and get out! See that movie if you haven't? I love that movie. (laughs) Oh, so good. She takes their sons down to the river like a Bruce Springsteen song. We go down. fucking drowns them uh, okay that part's not like a springsteen song so she no very different yeah. <laughs> very different now i have to pause here and wonder if she would have drowned daughters because she knew that drowning his kids like that's your seed that's your yeah. what's the word progeny she yep. knew that would hurt him really like really 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 awful now but i always wonder too does it also have anything to do with they were sons, so they can't pass on his family name? That's what I thought of, like, ending the line. Yeah. Oh, wow. But, yeah, in any case, so she, um, when she realized what she had done, she screamed, My children! Although, since this happened in Latin America, I guess it was, Me see her! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so the novela. Oh, my God. <laughs> No. And then in anguish, she drowned herself too. Oh. I know. They say that Maria's spirit hangs out around the Coamo River where this happened. Or on the nearby Puente de las Calabazas pumpkin bridge. (laughs) (laughs) She's crying. She's begging heaven for forgiveness. And she's looking desperately for either her children, or again, depending on the version, other children to claim as her own. Well, that doesn't seem fair. 
But <laughs> she's she's already not a good person for killing her kids. So she, I'm guessing she didn't go to heaven. She's sort of in this horrible limbo. And I guess morality is, you know, a little ambiguous. I'll just take other kids. Oh, well. so, That's fucked. Yeah, yo. So just so you know, if you're ever on this bridge or around the area, she's wearing a simple, long, white nightgown. She's carrying three white roses, I guess one for each of her sons, and her eyes are always filled with tears. Drivers have claimed to see La Llorona first on the bridge in Coamo, and then suddenly she'll appear in their car. No, thanks. (laughs) Are you ready for for the second version? Yes. Although I have to say, if you're ever driving on that bridge and you see that, like, I was going to say drive faster, but if she appears in your car, you're fucked anyway. So, oh, no. I'm just going to avoid Goamo altogether. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the accident rate on that bridge, but <laughs> it's either... Trying to look up stats. Yeah. <laughs> so, the second version takes place on the north side of Puerto Rico. Specifically, four major cities along Route 2. Everybody knows Ruta 2, right? It's a pretty First. main thoroughfare there. Starting with, we go from east to west, Atorrey in the San Juan area, mm-hmm. Manati, which is west of that, Arecibo, which is west of that, and now we're talking about an hour west of San Juan, mm-hmm. and then um, finally Atillo, known for its mascaras, <laughs> just a few minutes west of Arecibo. Here, La Llorona, which is also known as La Aparecida, she's a 25-year-old girl named Rosa on her wedding day. Mm-hmm. Incidentally, Rosa looks a lot like Maria. So beautiful. <laughs> Dark <laughs> like hair, big eyes. Dark, yeah. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, Rosa was hit by a car somewhere along Route 2 Ooh. on her way to her wedding at a church in Atillo, that westernmost town, where mm-hmm. she believes that her fiancé and her family are still waiting. That is really sad. Yeah. I also wonder, like, was she by herself? I have to. What I have to. I need to know. Like, why wasn't she already at the church? Why is she missing? Why, why, is why she, was like, she late? Hitchhiking. Like, was there no buggy to take her? Like, <laughs> everybody else is there already. I mean, I know that you're supposed to have an entourage with you, and <laughs> and usually your family. Like, why the hell are they at the church without her? Yeah. Who? Like, I'm sorry, but if the bride's not getting a ride to the church, like, if I was. If ain't nobody taking me to my wedding, I ain't going. I'm sorry. Uh, like, I'm not Ubering to my wedding. Nor <laughs> am I walking down Route no. 2. No. No. Uh, so, <laughs> so this poor girl gets killed. Now in the afterlife, she is destined to wander trying to make her way to the church. And her MO is to stop a driver, a random driver... And she's like, I need help. I need help. So, of course, they stop this girl on her wedding day. She's distraught. Mm-hmm. And when they let her in, she says her name is Rosa. And she asks to be taken to a church in Atillo. Conveniently, she's multilingual. So she's able to communicate with any driver from anywhere. I don't know. Pretty much Spanish and English is, is going to be what you find in Puerto Rico. But who knows? Right? The world is small. <laughs> Sorry, now, that just struck me really funny. Yeah. <laughs> now, moments before she and the driver arrive at the church, 
Rose's tears turn to blood. And then she disappears from the car. And like a ninja, she's suddenly at the entrance to the church. And then she enters the church. Bleh, I can't talk today. And then she enters the church through the closed door. Oh. Yeah. And oh, then just goes, give me a full body chill. No. I know. Me too. Oh. oh. <laughs> Those who give her a ride claim that she leaves behind the scent of her perfume and blood stains. Oh, then you gotta. Oh, you get saddled with a cleaning bill for your car <laughs> to try to be nice. <laughs> oh, rude. <sighs> I love that. Like, I tried to deliver that. Like, like creepy and you're like a bill (laughs) I'm a realist man (laughs) this gets in my car I'm gonna give you a ride and you fucking bleed in my shit then I gotta wash it (laughs) then that looks suspect as hell oh I just need to get these blood stains out (laughs) (laughs) what she is just trouble (laughs) sorry The moral of the story, if you see a young woman in huge distress, walk on by to not give this girl a ride. No, like, don't pick up strange ladies. Just keep moving. Let her, there'll be somebody else. No, don't do it. Don't do it. Stranger danger. <laughs> no. Dude, those are awesome. These women that are crazy. was so well done. That was great. Oh, thank you. <laughs> like I'm trying to think because I'd never heard that, but there's so many similar stories. Like I think, I think everybody has a similar story to that second one there because, like in Jersey, we have um Annie on Annie's Road in Totowa. I'm sure you've heard that. I mean, I've driven up there. I've seen the alleged blood splatter on the road that they say it's her blood, but I'm like, it's been like 50 years. It's not her blood, guys. It's rained. And there was a story that supposedly her father comes and paints red on the spot that she died every year or some weird shit. But I've never seen anything weird happen on Annie's Road. I've driven it many times at night along the cemetery where she's supposedly buried. And she was supposedly out there like on her prom night and got run over. It's always something. Somebody else said it was her wedding. Like, again, why are you walking around on your wedding night? But that's fucking yeah. Everyone has a story like that. And then the, the first one with the kids... Like, I can't remember the movie because my memory is total shit. But I remember there was drowning involved. And I think, yeah, I think in the movie she's trying to, like, take, like, a kid. But you got to watch it because I don't remember. Again, memory falls. Mm. But, <laughs> but shit, I'll like, watch just, oh, yeah, watch. It's, cre- it's creepy. It's not a great movie, but it's creepy. It has the creep factor, which I enjoy. But, oh, those were good. And I really did have a full body chill when you said about the ninja church thing. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. Oh, I want to... What church? We should plan a trip and go. We should. I there's there can't be that many in Atillo. I'm sure we you know we can narrow it down. Yeah, we could always just visit each one. There's probably like one main church, like the church yeah. of or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh my well, god. Ooh. Yeah, and if you guys, if you have if you know different versions of these stories, feel free to share. We'll you know a little we'll set a little campfire and tell the stories. <laughs> Bust out some marshmallows, roast them bitches. <laughs> or if you have any other, like, any other cryptids or any other, you know, cuckoo stories or legends that might be, that you might have heard growing up, you know, let us know. We'll do an episode on them. Send us your, uh, send us your stories. You know, there's gotta be. I mean, we love, man, Latinos, well, every culture, right, has their, their creepy stories and their 
conspiracies and their lore. It's so fascinating. It is. I love this shit. I love this spooky crap. And it's perfect because we're about to hit like October's coming soon. So this is like in time for what everybody calls spooky season, which annoys me. It's fall, people. (laughs) Spooky. (laughs) There'll be like Christmas trees next week in uh, Target. I was going to (laughs) say, we have to forget about Thanksgiving because we're not allowed to give thanks anymore. So we're skipping from like school just started. So then like tomorrow will be Santa Claus. So I'm sorry. Are we not allowed to talk about Santa or he's okay? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's Jesus. You know, the whole point of Christmas we can't talk about. Sorry, Jesus. You know what? I'm celebrating what I want, when I want, however I want it. (laughs) Yes, agreed. Before I get off on a tangent on that. (laughs) (laughs) Because boy, oh boy, I can't rant. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you guys again for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this. I sure as fuck did. This was fun. Yeah, I want to do more. I know. We have to... We got to do more like these. There's got to be more out there. I mean, Puerto Rico's a big jungle, so... Yeah, and you know what? And Puerto Rico, and not just Puerto Rico, because since we are this amalgamation of all these different cultures, we could expand it to Spanish lore and African lore and Taino lore. We got a lot to choose from. We're going to bring you lots of more. We're going to bring you more lore. (laughs) 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 On that cheesy ass note, please tune in next time. And uh, thank you all for being so cool. We'll see you guys then. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Boberias. Oh, no. I hear you, but you're frozen. As are you. (laughs) Okay. As long as we can still hear each other. (laughs) Yeah. Satanic. Satanic. Elliot made it. Elliot made it. Elliot made it.